Hi, this is your host, Stella Rem. Welcome to today's episode of Master Your Being, a show where I talk about how to master your thoughts, feelings, and behavior while sharing my own journey of self-mastery with you along the way. Be sure to follow me on social media to see what I'm up to. You can find me on Facebook, TikTok, and Mastodon by searching for The Della Rem. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Hey folks, it's Della. Welcome to, welcome back to Master Your Being. I hope you are doing well today. Did you have a good week last week? I hope so. So let's just sort of talk about self-mastery in general today. Um, I I know I did this when I first started this podcast and I I sort of want to rerun it a little bit and add some things to it because my interpretation of self-mastery is just sort of expanding. And so I want to expand the concept a little bit. So self-mastery is a basic concept for me is learning to manage yourself within the experience instead of trying to control the experience. We spend a lot of time in life trying to control the experience. We try to manage other people and when they don't let us manage them, we get rid of them. We break up relationships. We walk away from people frequently. We put in massive boundaries. We spend a lot of time defending ourselves. Um, and arguing with people and trying to get them to do it our way um, as a way of managing our experience. We don't allow situations to play out. We try to control every situation. We try to manage every experience. We try not to create problems. We try not to have problems. We try to have problems that solve themselves really quickly. We, we try, we, we control what we do, how we do, when we do, and all of the things to try to manage our experience as best we can. And usually what happens is we either end up anxious or depressed. We end up stressed out all the time. We frequently find ourselves unhappy. We are complaining a lot. Um, and we are generally just sort of miserable and grumpy um, as human beings. We have a lot of people in our world that are very, very stressed out and um, not happy in their lives. And part of that is because they keep trying to control the experience and they ignore themselves, right? So what is our culture right now? <clears throat> we have a Netflix culture, don't we? We have a culture where we spend our time vegged out when there are no problems and when there is nobody around, instead of managing ourselves, instead of focusing on fixing our interpretations of the events of our lives, instead of focusing on what we do with the experiences we have within ourselves, we instead zone out and tune into Netflix or do other things that uh, allow us to ignore the chaos for a while. And this is how we've learned to deal with life. This is how, this is how we've been taught life is. This is what we all get taught. I was taught this. And between those kinds of teachings and the pain I had picked up in my experience, or the pain I had offered myself through my interpretation of my experience, I ended up really, really miserable, like mental breakdown kind of miserable, <laughs> like suicidal kind of miserable. That is where I ended up. And it was from that 
bottom point that I reached, the basement level, the, the, the bottom bunk that I fell down on, that I found the spiritual principles that I started to use to begin to heal self, heal myself. And it was only through massive pain that that happened. So where have I gotten to now? Everything that I did over the last nine years was intuitive. If you've been listening to me for a long time, you'll know some of this already. It's it. My process was intuitive. And what I realized sort of as I got to the end of, of sort of the first part of the process, what I was given was the idea that I had been given a process of learning to manage thoughts and learning to manage emotions. And ultimately then also learning to manage behavior. As I started to work towards managing my own behavior, that was when I was given the idea of, oh, look, you've been given a whole process. You can actually teach this. This is a methodology that you've been given intuitively that you can teach. Cool. Okay. This is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how to manage ourselves within the experience. We're going to talk about how to manage your thinking, how to manage your focus, manage your perception, manage your interpretation of your experience so that you are not creating your own pain the same way I did, right? So my interpretation of my experience was people would offer me suggestions of how they thought I should live my life or what my life should look like or what I should do as a career or who I should date or who I should marry or how many children I should have or whatever that where I should live, what color I should wear, whatever it was it, it from from the very small, you shouldn't wear those shoes to the very large, here's what you should do in your life. And everything in between. People would offer me suggestions, as I'm sure they probably do you. Now, the difference between you and me is that when people would offer those suggestions, I would literally take them as commands, like marching orders. You have to do that thing. Otherwise, I'm going to be mad at you. I'm not going to like you. I'm going to leave you. We're not going to we're not going to have this relationship anymore. And any relationship, not just romantic ones, but this included parents, friends, family, everybody, right? It included the whole, it ran the gamut. So I didn't realize that I had any autonomy. And because of the way I was interpreting experience, interpreting their suggestions or their ideas, I was forcing myself down the rabbit hole of needing to do those things to make people happy. Well, you said I had to get married, so I got married. You said I had to have children, so I had children. You said I had to be a teacher, so I became a teacher. You said I had to do this thing, so I did it, right? It, it wasn't really about what I wanted or didn't want. It was about what everybody else wanted me to do or what it was supposed to look like. That was a problem. And so I had created a whole entire life built around things that I didn't necessarily want for myself, right? So part of my healing journey was sorting out the fruit salad of what's mine and what's yours, right? That was a big part of my healing journey. But all of the pain, back to the original point here, all of the pain wasn't based on what other people were doing. It was based on my interpretation of those things. My interpretation of those things was the problem, not what other people were suggesting. The suggestions were just that. They were suggestions. 
was how I was taking it that became the issue. And what I did with it within myself that became the issue. So then I had to learn how to manage myself within the experience. It meant I had to learn to manage partially. I had to learn to manage my interpretation of what other people were offering me. So that I didn't create pain for myself. So now I talk frequently about managing the experience, managing your thoughts and your thinking in such a way that it doesn't cause you pain. The same way I created pain for myself through my interpretation of what other people were telling me. And that's continued to expand. That, that, that idea has continued to grow, right? So we've talked about, I've talked constantly about managing that focus, managing your thinking, managing your emotions, right? So every emotion is hinged on on some thought, whether it's a conscious thought or not so conscious thought, everything is, every emotion you have is hinged on some idea. Your job is to acknowledge the emotion and then figure out what it's connected to. Where did it come from? Why is it there? So that you can figure out what to do with all of it, right? So the emotion comes and goes. It's just a thing. It, it, it is a thing unto itself. It is a self-contained experience. It is meant to be finite. It should start and stop. It shouldn't go run on forever. It shouldn't take over everything. It should not become a bad weed. It should not distract you from being able to figure out why it showed up in the first place. It's a clue. And your job is to use it that way. Use it as a clue to figure out what the bigger thing is. And then deal with the bigger thing within yourself. The emotion is a hint as to what's going on. It is not the whole story. It is simply a clue. Okay. From there, once you have those, your thoughts and your feelings under some semblance of control, you've managed them within yourself. So you're not making up stories of blame, shame, guilt, or victimization. You're not telling stories about the experiences. Other people are throwing pain your way. Things are happening. You're not doing anything with any of it. And you're not telling any stories. You're not taking it on yourself. You're not picking it up as a souvenir. You're not taking it home with you. You're not putting it in a pile in the corner. You're not giving yourself something to trip over. You're not doing anything with any of it. It's all just out there around you when you're letting it be there. And you're learning to stay contained within that experience. You're learning to manage yourself within that experience. So when you need to give something your time and attention, when you need to put your energy into something, you do it very consciously. And not in such a way that it's going to make you take control over that thing. It's sort of an indirect control. It's indirect use of energy. When you're putting your time and energy into things, you're doing so consciously. And you're retaining your point of power the whole time. So now that begins to touch on behavior, because your behavior reflects your thoughts and your feelings, both present and past. Your behavior reflects your old pain. Your behavior is a combination of your thoughts and feelings expressed externally. And then we call it behavior or action. Often, in spirit, especially in spiritual circles, we talk a lot about emotional healing. But what we don't talk about is how to change behavior. So you picked up pain from your parents and caregivers, your family and friends. You picked up pain 
and your parents, caregivers, they taught you how to be in the world. Too loud, too quiet, too soft, too big, too small, too this, too that, too the other thing, whatever it was, they taught you how to be in the world based on their own triggers and their own pain. And they said, don't be like that. And so what did you do? Because you were a small child and you wanted them to still feed you and clothe you and love you, you changed your behavior exactly as children do. Exactly as I did growing up. But then what happens? That behavior you take on as an identity, it becomes who you think you are. But you are not behaviors that were created or born out of pain or out of parents and caregivers telling you to change the things about yourself that they didn't like. It's not that, because even that is created based on pain. It's not your pain now, it's other people's pain. But it becomes your pain later on now, doesn't it? Right? So now that shift that you made in your behavior because of something somebody else told you when you were five is now a problem for you because you're 35 and that's who you are. And you need to acknowledge that and be that. But you also need to understand how it affects everything that goes on around you because your behavior, how you react and respond, what you do in the world affects what happens next. Your behavior and any patterns in that behavior that are created out of pain affect the things, affect what happens after. It's you contributing pain to your experience through your behavior. The same one you react badly to that somebody else's something or other it's you contributing pain to the experience. Okay. Now I need to remind everybody because this is a thing and we like to do this to ourselves. We take out the old hammer and we crank on ourselves. Do not beat yourself up ever. If you react badly, cool. You reacted badly. Great. What can you do from where you are to repair that? Do you need to apologize? Do you need to rehave a conversation? What do you need to do differently to fix the thing? Can you even fix the thing? Maybe it was 40 years ago and maybe there's squat. You can do about it. That's okay too. But don't beat yourself up. Do not take out that hammer and beat yourself on the head. You were doing the best you could, even when the best you could was pain and it sucked. Even when the best you could was a bad reaction. Even when the best you could still created a problem. Even when the best you could still resulted in failure. You still did the best you could. And that's all you can ever do. It doesn't matter whether you're in pain, whether you're healed, whether you're enlightened, whether you're not enlightened, whether you're fast asleep. It doesn't matter what you're, where you're at in the experience. It doesn't matter where you are in the journey. You're always doing the best you can, no matter where you are. And it's always got to be good enough because it can't ever be anything else. Let yourself off the hook. Allow it to be okay. Allow 
that experience to be what it was. I do not sit around every single day of my life in regret over all the crap choices I've made through my entire life because of crap I took on from other people that wasn't true. I've simply learned to make my experience okay from where I am. I've learned to manage myself in the experiences that I'm having right now. And I've made that okay. And let myself off the hook. I don't have a hammer and I don't beat myself up. My life is not a Mario video game. And yours shouldn't be either. So when you stop beating yourself up, when you stop telling that story that you tell about how you suck, when you stop doing that, because it's not true, by the way, you don't suck. When you stop telling that story, now you can look at each individual experience and question your own behavior within it because you don't risk the pain of beating yourself up. You don't get mad at yourself for what you did or didn't do or say or not say. There's no risk of more pain back there. I can go back after a conversation, look at the conversation, look at how I reacted, responded, said, didn't say, whatever. And I can say, I did that well, or I I didn't do that well. And then I have the power to correct anything I need to correct within usually a day or so. I can apologize. I can rehab conversations. I have the power to do all of that. But why do I have the power to do all of that? Because I don't have a freaking hammer. And I don't beat myself up for things. I don't risk any self-injury by doing that. Because I'm not mad at myself for it. I just accept that that was what I did. That was the best I could do. Okay, how are we going to make sure that doesn't happen again? What's the fix? What do I need to heal? What did it trigger? The reason why you don't want to do the work is because you're afraid of your own dang hammer. Well, drop the stupid thing and then you don't need to be afraid of it anymore. Stop beating yourself up. You're doing fine. Just keep going. Keep working on it. I use my life. It's just giant trial and error all the time. I just use my experience to help me along. Every new experience I have is a challenge for me. It's like, okay, cool. Can I manage this well? Can I handle this? Can I be okay here? Right? And then I check myself at the end to see how I did. It's like correcting your own test. I just do it all the time. It's just a constant for me. It doesn't, it's not something I stop doing. I do it every single day of my life. I live it all the time. But the reason I'm able to do it is because I don't beat myself up. I don't have a hammer. And I don't want you to have a hammer either. I want you to let go of that idea that you need to beat on yourself for things that you do or don't do. 
so that you can actually look at your behavior objectively and make better choices for yourself. Self-mastery does not include a section on beating self up because it's not part of the deal. It's not what we do. We don't beat ourselves up ever for anything. I don't beat myself up for the crap choices I made 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and I don't beat myself up for the crap choice I made yesterday or might make tomorrow. I just do what I do. And I live my life and I allow that to be okay. And I do the best I can at every minute. And the reality is that the best I can gets better and better and better and better because I continue to improve and change and shift as I go along. And you can do exactly the same thing when you free yourself from this idea that you need to punish self. And often it starts by managing yourself after the experience instead of in it. And it certainly did for me. That was my experience, right? So I started by managing thoughts and feelings. And again, no hammers. I wasn't beating myself up anywhere, right? Managing thoughts and feelings. And then as I started to figure out behavior, it was often after the fact. Because I wasn't actually able to yet become aware enough of myself in the experience to change the behavior intentionally while in the experience. So it started from understanding what was happening after it happened. And I still wasn't really um, atoning for anything or taking any accountability or doing anything new yet. I was still just sort of being a fruitcake. I was still being a nut job. But I was understanding why I was a nut job. <laughs> and I just had to be okay with that. Again, there was no risk of me beating myself up because I don't carry a hammer. So that wasn't a thing, right? I just understood, okay, I suck, cool, I'm fine with that, I'm okay, it sucks, great, that's perfect, right? Like, I don't have any, there's nothing, there's nothing there, like, it just is, right? And then later on, slowly, one experience at a time, I would have an experience, I would realize that, that I was a nut job, I was a train wreck on legs, and then I would have the have a similar experience again. And in that experience, then I would begin to shift the behavior. I would become conscious of it and be like, okay, I, I can't do that again. Let's see if I can change it this time. I, my, experience, my life became trial and error. I would have the same experience twice. Often, very often, I would get that mulligan and have the experience again and then be able to shift it. And I remember the first time I actually had to own my own behavior because I reacted crappy, right? And I actually had to own it after the fact, right? Like 24 hours later, okay, I couldn't get there then, but I can get there now here, right? Yeah, that, but no hammer anywhere. Don't beat yourself up, right? So I'm not risking any self-injury by doing any of that because I don't punish myself for anything. But not punishing myself doesn't mean I let myself do whatever the the flip I want either, right? It doesn't mean I don't hold myself accountable. It just means I don't crank on myself. I allow myself to be human by and still by being accountable and still managing behavior and still doing that work. 
So both are true at the same time. I don't beat myself up and I'm still accountable. I don't worry about getting lazy about it. Right? Sometimes I think people beat themselves up because they worry they're going to get lazy if they don't. But trying to make yourself better by punishing yourself doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're not going to make yourself better by punishing yourself. You're going to make yourself miserable by punishing yourself. You're going to create pain by punishing yourself, but you're not actually going to heal yourself. You're just going to create more pain. That's not going to get you where you want to go. Self-mastery is managing thoughts, feelings, and behavior. The behavior is actually the harder part. Behavior is more challenging because we have all these behaviors all over the place and they're tiny and they're just, they're connected to old pain, old trauma, old stuff in the background. Little mannerisms and things you've picked up all along the way and some of those things just aren't really that helpful. <laughs> and you kind of start to see them and then you got to shift them, Right. And a lot of it is just habit and you have to break habit, right? Breaking habits is breaking habits. Whether you're breaking thought habits, emotional habits, I broke fear, habit of fear, right? Or behavioral habit. It's still just habit breaking. You have to create a new habit. You need to do it the same way as you would if you were not trying to stop smoking or stop biting your nails or something else, right? Like it's just something that you have to be conscious of, right? Right? Why do people need that nail stuff when they want to stop biting their nails? You know the crap they put on your, you put on your nails and it tastes awful to get you to stop biting? Why? Because people are not conscious of their own behavior. That's why you need that. Because you're not even paying attention to yourself enough to realize you're biting your own dang nails. That's how unconsciously most people live. It's a reflection of the unconsciousness that people have around themselves. Becoming conscious of it means you don't need the stuff because you're actually paying attention to your own behavior and you recognize it immediately. Can you do that instantly? No, that takes time. Right? That's, that's the thing you got to practice. <laughs> you, you don't get there right away. You got to practice that one. And that's not easy. It takes time to practice that. Right? But the more aware you become of your own behavior, the less you need the stuff that tastes like crap on your nails. Because now you're just conscious of it. Now you're just aware of what you're doing at all times. Right? I am consciously aware of my own behavior 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I am aware of myself within my own experience at all times. I didn't start there. And you won't either. But you can get there. And usually it starts by becoming aware of your behavior after the behavior has already happened. Right? So what we're doing is we're managing our interpretation of experience. We're managing our perspective. We're managing our perception. We're managing our focus so that we're not creating pain by telling stories of blame, shame, guilt, and victimization. Right? We're managing the stories. We're not telling stories. 
We're not taking on anybody else's pain. I recognize what's mine. I recognize what's yours. I'm giving you your stuff back because I don't need it. No souvenirs required around here. I'm not blaming you for anything. I'm not shaming you for anything. I'm not guilting you for anything. And I'm not making you a victim. And I'm not doing any of that to myself either. The experience just is. It becomes neutral. The experience doesn't matter. It is all about what I do with it within myself. That is what is important. And that is where I focus. What is my perspective? What is my perception? What am I thinking? How am I feeling? I allow the feelings to flow through, but I don't get attached to them. They start and they stop. I understand where the feelings came from. What were the triggers? And then I figure out what the behavior is. How did I handle myself? Is it okay? Is it not okay? Could I have done better? What did I get triggered by? What were the issues there? What pain did I offer? And at no point in any of that do I take out my Mario hammer and beat myself up. I did the best I could from where I was in the moment. End of story. That is self-mastery in a big old nutshell. That's what you're working towards. You can start with thoughts or you can start with emotions. Start with the one you're not scared of. For me, I was terrified of feeling, so I didn't touch it. I went for thoughts first. So from, from the platform you feel most comfortable with, whether it's thoughts or feelings, doesn't matter which, learn to manage the other one. And then when you do that, you'll get both under control. You'll feel better. And then you can begin to manage behavior. It's hard to manage behavior when your thoughts are all over the place and you're still beating yourself up. You have to get out of those habits. Stop doing it. Recognize it. When you start thinking, I suck. When you start having those thoughts in your head, nuke them. Don't even let that in there. Tell your brain to knock it off and go somewhere else. You're not your mind. You can tell your brain to fudge off. It's fine. Create different thought patterns for yourself so that you're not causing yourself pain, right? The reason I was able to do all of this was because I didn't beat myself up. There was no risk of self-harm in there. I wasn't going to hurt myself because I wasn't, didn't have the hammer in my hand. I just accepted, right? Not beating yourself up allows for acceptance. You just accept, okay, I did that. Right? Like Urkel. Are you old enough to remember Urkel? Right? I That was me, right? I did that? Yeah. You got to do the same thing. I did that. And don't go do anything with that. I did that. The end. There's nothing after that. <laughs> There's no story. There's no blame, shame, guilt, or victimization. There's nothing. I did that. That was me. Yep. Okay. What do I need to change? Right? What do I need to change within myself? Because that's where my point of control is. That is self-mastery. Managing yourself within the experience means your point of control is within you. It's not outside of you. You stop managing experiences and other people and pain. You stop managing all the junk and you just start to manage yourself within the experience. And then life gets easier because there's far less to take care of because the only thing you're really taking care of is yourself. Does it sound narcissistic? Yep, but it's not. 
because ultimately it allows you to help the people around you as well. You just do it a little differently because you're no longer trying to control anything and you no longer need to defend yourself from the people around you to do it. You get okay with the pain that other people throw at you and you're not bothered by it. It doesn't offend you anymore. It doesn't trigger you anymore. It doesn't bother you anymore. They just do what they do. And you learn to be okay within that and then you manage yourself after if you need to. That's it. That's self-mastery in a big old nutshell. That's what I know how to do. That's what I talk about. That's what I teach. That's what I offer you in bits and pieces and books. I have The Art of Self-Mastery. It's a book and a website. I'm going to put the link in the description of this podcast episode. And I have another very short read that will be out probably in a few days if I get the time to actually write it. (laughs) that I'm going to put out as well. And that'll be on Amazon soon. I'm going to continue to add to the Art of Self Mastery website as we go along. I just put a couple more essays up there. I have about six or so more essays I need to finish up before I get the book out. And that is it. I am done. It will be out soon, guys. I promise. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider liking, sharing, subscribing, Tell people about it. That helps me immensely. Come follow me on over on that new app they call Threads. It's an Instagram app. Come join me there. I'll be talking. Thank you again for listening, everybody. I appreciate you. Have an amazing week. I will be back again next week. Have a good one. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to Master Your Being with me, your host, Della Ren. You can subscribe to my podcast and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Don't forget to catch me on my next episode. I'll see you soon.